Uh, welcome to uh, MBBI pre-transaction planning for uh, selling your business. I'm your host, Tom Meyer, uh, with Centrus Bank. Uh, I specialize in uh, SBA lending. I also am uh, going to be the president again for MBBI uh, next year and have been a past president on the board for uh, quite a long time. And, and I'm here with my friend Jason uh, Aarons. Uh, he's a board member with us as well, and uh, also his company, Alliance Bernstein, is a uh, platinum sponsor of MBBI. And uh, Jason, can you introduce yourself today? Thanks, Tom. I, uh, I appreciate the opportunity. I have been um, a principal at Bernstein now for 18 years. For those that don't know the private wealth group at Bernstein, um, we are a money manager and research firm. Those are the only two things we do. Uh, we're not an investment bank, so there's no conflicts of interest. But uh, our clients are business owners, corporate executives, athletes, entertainers, uh, those that are about to retire. And uh, we, we like to think that the more complicated the client is with taxes or with concentration of single stock, the more helpful we can be with, uh, with our research. And I would also mention, Tom, interestingly enough, I was a client... Uh, before working with the firm as I helped take a company public and um, had a lot of uh, uh, stock options and the like. And Bernstein helped me diversify with taxes in mind. So I've seen the firm from, uh, from two different areas. That's great. Um, I know as part of being members of MBBI, we encourage uh, both the buying and the selling side of a transaction to uh, have a deal team. Right. And so just like it's important to have a, uh, uh, a investment banker help you sell your business, and then you have your accountant and your attorney, and then the buyer has the lender and everything else. I think a lot of times what uh, business owners fail to realize is that they really need to figure out, uh, you know, what to sell the business for and everything. And so you you said you have a your firm kind of has a concept of to call pre-transaction planning for a business owner. So tell me about that. Yeah, thanks. Um, well, simply said, we we need to be at the table with the business owner, the transaction attorney, uh, the accountant, the uh, the business brokers, etc., because. We, we can be very, very helpful in terms of that deal. And the pre-transaction planning allows the business owner to pre-experience the growth of their wealth. So in good markets, in average markets, and even more importantly, in poor markets, we need to make sure that the transaction is going to take care of the client and whatever goals and aspirations they have. So... To be short, you mean to help them figure out what the sale price should be so they have enough money to live the rest of their life, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's exactly right. It, it sounds fairly simple, but I, I think that a lot of business owners go into a transaction with a number in mind. Um, that might be a very big number and a number that, based on the multiples, is, is really not achievable. But oftentimes, that's the number that's stuck in their head. And we... The, the work we do does not slow the transaction down, but what it does is allow us, allows us to understand the goals and the aspirations for the business owners, um, understand what they spend, um, do they want to invest in a second new co, do they want to retire now, do they want to start a foundation, um, do they want to gift to their kids, right? So we can model different transaction sites sizes 
and help the client feel comfortable and perhaps get off the fence when it comes to doing the deal. So often we find that the business owner has and is requesting more money than they will ever need. And that, that dollar amount may be unachievable, but if we can model something a little different, it typically gives them comfort that they can do everything that they want to do with a smaller number. And that's helpful to everyone sitting around that table. So you're not necessarily setting the selling price, you're really setting the expectations for the seller for them to understand you know, what number they need to survive you know, the rest of their projected life. And, and you're, you're looking at it from both high and low, I guess, right? So, That's right. We like, we like to do the modeling on the worst case scenario, right? Markets are poor, inflation is high, and the fortunate or unfortunate uh, timing with the client that they live a very long time and skunk the actuarial tables, right? They have right. to make sure that they're going to have enough money even if they live far beyond their own expectations. So um, with the, with the uh, modeling we do, we provide a probability analysis of them achieving their goals in all sorts of markets, which again gives them comfort along the way and can also help model different types of transactions. It doesn't have to be an all-cash transaction. We can compare that to perhaps other models or ever offers that uh, the business seller has. So has there ever been a case where uh, you do this forecasting for the business owner and they realize that the the price they're going to be able to sell their company for is not at the level of what they're going to need to retire on? So do they go back and run the company for a couple of years and try to hit a certain objective? Or Yeah, good question. Um, it certainly has happened. I think the important thing is now the business owner has choices, right? Um, they can look at lowering their spending, right? They can look at um, continuing on with the corporation if they do sell as a consultant for a couple of years to kind of bridge that retirement age. So the, the business seller has options. And I think that, again, this pre-transaction planning um, helps them uncover what if. What if they want to invest in a new co? What if they want to buy a second house? What if they spend less? Does that help them achieve their goals and retire earlier than they had planned? So all of these things can be modeled and can be um, uh, important points for the seller to know and understand. So how do you know, we're in a world right now where probably all business owners at some level have a wealth advisor. So how does, uh, you know, Jason Aarons and Alliance Bernstein kind of differentiate themselves as it relates to doing this pre-transaction planning? That's a great point. Everyone has someone, right? Someone that they that they know from high school, someone that they've 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 grown up with. And um, many of those have done an excellent job. Um, what we find is that business owners typically have ninety percent of their wealth tied up in the company, right? And if there's ever a time for a second opinion, it's now, right? When there's a liquidity event, when there's a significant amount of capital in play here that the business seller has never has never experienced before. So it's it's a great time for a second opinion. We can review what the original advisor has been doing. We can say these are great, these are ideas, 
why haven't you, again, using our research, why haven't you invested in these categories? Why haven't you invested in alternatives? So there could be very good reasons for that. But again, a second opinion hopefully brings some, some different facets into view for the business seller and allows them to really invest in a second opinion. And, and I guess before I go on, Tom, um, I should mention that all this pre-transaction planning that we do, all of the work, all of the modeling, reviewing current portfolios, we, we do all of that at no cost. So it's really an effort to give better advice, better information, and if the business owner decides to take that information and, and use another, um, another broker or another firm, that, that's fine. At least we've led with our best thinking and research and everyone sitting around the table has, uh, has the ability to value that information that we provided. I think that's great. I mean, I, you mentioned something, uh, you know, that I guess uh, we should mention again is that I think many business owners fail to realize that if they look at their personal financial statement, a good portion of their wealth is tied up in their business. And that, that's kind of an intangible. It's not uh, you got to somehow convert that to cash in order to get out. So yeah. um, and I think, unfortunately, given the business you're in, there's probably a lot of financial advisors that are just not really highlighting that they're just kind of managing you know the little bit of money that might be only 10 percent of their overall wealth someday they're managing that part but they're not really doing them a, a service to talk about you know hey what are you going to do to sell your business i, I think that's right I, I think that um business owners we, we've often given the advice where um they have a very high spending goal and that number a good portion of it comes through the business, right? Cars, insurance, bonuses, and certainly when you live off of a, a pool of money from the sale of the business, then spending really becomes evident. So we'll spend a lot of time up front making sure that the business seller understands their true um, spending and how to generate that spending from a liquid portfolio. So we might offer um, different strategies for, for different um, pools of money. That is, they may have you know, money that they want to give to the kids. They may have money that they'd like to draw from a fixed income portfolio. Um, but generally for long-term growth, especially in today's capital markets, you need to spend a lot of time on asset allocation and where to generate the most return for the least amount of risk in a variety of ways. So we talked about all this, and the one thing you didn't mention is the big T word that uh, obviously uh, we all have to deal with on a daily basis, but it's taxes. So I know you're talking about spending and everything, but you know when they sell a business, there's clearly a tax component to all this, right? Exactly right. Sometimes that, that enters into the conversations with different types of transactions, right? If they keep equity in the company, maybe they sell a portion of it, but taxes is always up front. And... I think everyone listening to this podcast would realize that, guess what? Taxes are going up. Um, no matter how we talk about it, no matter who's in office, no matter if you're on the left side or the right side of the aisle, taxes are going up in the future. And we have to be very careful and 
um, knowing that taxes are going to take a big chunk out of any sort of transaction. So we certainly model that. We certainly model it based upon different tax regimes going forward, different trust and estate regimes going forward. And for any taxes that are owed the year after the transaction takes place, whether that's in quarterly payments or a big check on April 15th, um, we have to make sure that that money is, is available, is liquid, is protected. And more often than not, most people would think cash is the best way to, to put that short-term number into. But there are other ways to create a little bit more return in cash. And uh, we need to make sure that the business seller understands the value of, let's say, short-duration municipal bonds, right? Tax-free bonds, municipalities are doing very, very well. Um, they're liquid. And it's a way to generate a tax-free rate of return much, much, much higher than cash, which we all know from our checking accounts is paying nothing. Right. And I'm, I'm with the bank paying them nothing. So uh, any, <laughs> <laughs> any rate, uh, you know, this is all complicated and obviously mind-boggling. And, and I know selling a business is emotional into itself. Um, but I'm assuming, um, you know, you're saying all this advice you don't charge for and it's free, but there's probably a level customer that's your ideal client that you would want to work with. You know, Alliance Bernstein, is it a, a, a transaction price of a million dollars or is it, you know, what's that number? Well, um, it's a great question. Uh, we, we can be helpful with transactions really that are going to net, uh, I would say, $3 million and above. Okay. Um, to give an idea to the audience listening, our, our average client size is $5 million. Now, there are, um, there are a lot of things we can do with a larger transaction in terms of alternatives, illiquid investments. But I would also encourage anyone listening that, you know, if, if you have, you know, a, a $2 million, let's say, and it's, it's, you know, you're, you're a, a widow or you're someone that doesn't have access to a lot of, um, I would say, financial professionals that offer second opinions, we would love to be helpful in those environments, right? That's how, you know, we can not only help the client that doesn't have enough capital to make an error on, right? If they get something wrong with a smaller client and they're over allocated to equities and something goes wrong, then that's a big problem, right? So we think we can be helpful in smaller situations, and we often are. And again, it helps us develop kind of our uh, relationship with more people so that, you know, this, this business is built on referrals. Uh, Bernstein Private Client is a firm that, that most people haven't heard of because we don't advertise. So it allows us to really expand our reach, help the people that need to be helped, and get introduced into more opportunities. Thanks, Jason. You know, uh, everyone needs a wealth advisor, obviously, but if you own a small business or a mid-sized business or even a larger business that you have a stake in and, and they're 
you want to prepare it for sale, there's all kinds of things you have to do, but many business owners fail to prepare themselves as it relates to what happens after. So, you know, I think it's just as important that you have an attorney and your accountant involved in the transaction that you have a wealth advisor that knows exactly how to advise you going forward uh, from a tax standpoint, a spending standpoint, and it sounds like Alliance Bernstein is right there to help. So we appreciate that. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for uh, thanks for the time. Look forward to answering any questions we can. Um, again, second opinions are, are free, just like when you go to see your doctor, right? And you have uh, uh, an important evaluation, you oftentimes need a second opinion just to make sure that you're going down the right path. And we're uh, happy to help. Couldn't agree more. Uh, thank you to MBBI, The Enclave, and Studio 75 for hosting us today. Uh, This is Tom Meyer. Thank you for listening and keep an eye out on the mbbi.org website for our next podcast.